to make that audio blend in properly so that it's a nice smooth transition from the intro in um, from the title music into the intro and I can't record an intro without fucking it up okay so episode two of this thing I'm still in the hotel in Aberdeen I am still bored so let's record another thing and I said last time what I said I would do uh, is that I would go to the questions that had been sent in um, by which I mean, thank you, Danny. Uh, you sent in some questions when I did episode zero, so it's good to have at least some. I'm going to pick and choose from what you've sent in because some of them are going to be split off into other topics. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to start with maybe two. I don't know. Let's see. So, looking for your list of questions. Is me first. Is the first one because it's going to be easy uh, to do, and that is because you sent this back in September, and Ash Ketchum had just become Pokemon champ. Just finally managed to win the Pokemon League after what is it, two decades? A decade? I, I don't know. <laughs> I remember watching that show as a kid, and I'm not going to lie. As much as I love the games, I have never particularly been a fan of the anime. I mean. Fair play to anybody that does and uh, has continued to watch it for all those years, but um, I just it just never clicked with me. I think I think I hated Ketchum. The character was just irritating. I could not believe there was anybody that stupid. Uh, keeps using an electric type Pokemon for everything. Uh, not using the. I mean. I'm not going to lie, I am one of those Pokemon players that it does not care about matching and getting the perfect IVs or any of that bullcrap. I love the games, but I will occasionally just over-level the fuck out of a gym and just obliterate it, just for the fun of it. But, he took it to an entirely, entirely another level. That little electric rat is no good for anything, and he keeps using it. He gets one good Pokemon in a Char in a Charmander, and as a trainer, he basically trains to be a cunt, and that the, 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 the does one. In the end, he just lets it go, and occasionally it chooses to come back when it damn well feels like it. That's not somebody who deserves to win the Pokemon League. So yeah, fair play to him. He's finally done it. Well done. But did he actually deserve to win it? No, no, he really didn't. And now he's part of the uh, universe, because he's been referenced in the damn game. Which is nice, I suppose. But let's leave Ketchum to one side, because, yeah. Um, i pick the other of your bigger questions, which is... Whether I think superhero films are going to go on forever, or whether people will wake up and swarm onto something else instead. I think this is a two-part question, really. Um, are people going to suddenly swarm onto something else instead? Eventually, yes. That happened with cowboy films. It happened with war films. We're now going through a hero phase. And it's happened in all media that we go, that trends come and go and the, the big money-making machines that are movie studios will glom onto them and just fucking churn out a thousand and one of the same goddamn thing. However, it all does hinge 
on whether when that's going to happen and if the if, I suppose we've got to separate off the two groups there's, there's DC and there's Marvel and whether or not DC have learnt the right lesson out of uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and whether the Marvel people have learnt the, last, uh, the right lesson out of Phase 3 so if we look at the, for the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for me, phase one was good. Phase two really helped refine it, build the universe thing. And phase three polished it, but not because it was part of an ongoing story. The actual Avengers um, movies themselves... Sure, I love the fucking spectacle of them, but they were not my favourite films of those of those things. The uh, the building of a universe is a great thing, and it it it's really beneficial. But what worked is that that universe allowed them to take chances. It allowed them to try and do new things with that particular. They weren't focusing on telling a, a big through story the the films where they went all in on the universe and the the big infinity stones and focused on that didn't fucking work for example captain marvel great character i think her film was destroyed by trying to tie it too much to the tesseract to try to tie it too much to the overall story whereas on the other side we have doctor strange which, yes, it was an origin story, but it was a chance. It was something, it was them taking a chance and adding something new. Because we haven't seen magic done that way in a modern day retelling of magic, basically. And yeah, the time gem was there, but it was just brushed off as an aside at the end of the story. Then you have Ragnarok, which is just giving Taika Waititi a fucking budget and that man is batshit crazy but a fucking genius and should be stepping out now just as a just a but random aside in here if you haven't seen what we do in the shadows the original film as well as the tv series then it should be on your to watch list very very much now just stop listening and go watch it it's it's got to be seen it's great uh if you can find it there's a an, another original series, so people know about what we do in the shadows as a, as a film and a series. But if you can find Wellington Paranormal on uh, any of the streaming services, that is the series that he did just after the film, uh, using some of the characters from the film. So it's based in the same universe, but from the perspective of the cops that appeared in the first film. Anyway, that's. Besides the point, where were we? Ragnarok, that's where we were. So yeah, Ragnarok worked really well. Um, because, yeah, it was completely standalone. It, it told the story beginning to end. And it had its own point. Black Panther, again, story beginning to end. Yes, it tied in. But it, it was all about telling one plot. The fact is, uh, the next one that did it, um, crap, 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 what was Spider-Man Homecoming? Again, tied into the bigger universe, 
but a solid beginning to end story. All of those are the ones that really worked, the ones that would have worked if they were trying to just be films in their own rights, if they weren't trying to plot in, you could take them out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and make them standalone films, and they would make sense, which is what matters. And that's the lesson that all of the uh, superhero movie makers need to learn. Because the flip side of that, in Phase 3, was Ant-Man and the Wasp, which basically existed to create a plot point for... Infinity War. Sorry, not Infinity War, Endgame. And then you flip that and you look at DC and you look at where they tried to force a universe into existence with the Batman and Superman films. And they were shit. But you look at the ones that could work on their own, the ones that worked standalone, and what do you get? You get Wonder Woman. It's a wonderful film. Did not need a universe to tie into, but if there'd been one, it would have been great. Aquaman, yeah, it needed needed a bit of polish, but it again, it works on its own. You could you could live with that plot. Uh, Suicide Squad flopped the big fucker one. It was complete wash to the point where I I would not be surprised to see. Suicide Squad to be in two in name only and just not a, if not just a complete reboot. And now we've got Joker, which is going, which is bizarre, but I loved it, just because it stood out there and again. I think the point I'm getting at is that it needs to be a story, beginning to end, regardless of whether it's part of a universe or not. It needs to be able to stand on its own, and we're getting into phase four now. So I'm just going to quickly pull up a page that tells me what's in phase four, so that I can see if see if I'm making my point or not, <laughs> because I'm I'm waffling now. So yeah, I've got the list here, uh, basically pulling up Wikipedia. This is just the titles, and I'm going to base what I, what little I know on each of them. Um, so yeah, let's look at the next few films to come up for. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe phase is phase four. So we've got Black Widow, which basically is a non-event. It's not tied into it's tied into the universe that already exists. It's a story that should have already existed. There should have already been a Black Widow film. I'll be interested to see what they do with this, because Black Widow is a very deep character in the comics, but it'll be interesting to see if they go into quite as much depth with the film version because they've made her quite shallow. Uh, by virtue of just wanting to be in everything, if she she is the viewer insert character, her and Hawkeye, because of the way they've written them, they are the uh, I could be them character. They are the humans among giants. So it'd be interesting to see if they give her the depth she deserves. Uh, then after that, we've got the Eternals. I'll admit I'm intrigued because I don't know an awfully great deal about the Eternals. They are part of the cosmic universe, but even in the cosmic universe, they're not something that I've really got myself interested in. I'm kind of surprised that they're not going to get... I wouldn't be surprised to see if they get switched out with the... In fact, it's too far along. If they were planning a sequel for them, it'll get switched out for mutants. That's all there is to it. 
Um, the next one, however, is one that really intrigues me because this is the one where they could go all in on the wrong decision, which is focusing on universe uh, and focusing on try trying to make their big interconnected thing again, which won't work. Or they can go the Black Panther route and tell a really, really good story. And that's with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So what little I know of Shang-Chi is that is that his um, it's a kung fu film. So if they pick somebody who's got a kung fu and put him up against somebody, so they are going to have to make a change because in the comics his uh, his enemy is Fu Manchu. Yeah, a little bit racist nowadays, uh, but with the title, I think they're going to put him up against the Mandarin and make the Mandarin his dad slash enemy. Oh yeah, his enemy was also his dad. Uh, which means that we get a undoing of the badness that was the Mandarin in Iron Man. So that, I've got hope for that one. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, they're just going to be more madness. They're just going to be more... As long as they don't mess with them too much, solid films. And then we've got Thor, which... Hmm, I think we're being thrown a uh, curveball with that. So it's going to be another Taika Waititi, it's going to be another hopefully solid film, beginning to end, story on its own. They seem to be lining it up, because they made a big deal of uh, getting what's-her-name back for Jane Foster. Oh, fuck, what's that? Kira Knightley. Is it Kira Knightley? Oh, shit. I'm going to have to look. No, it's not. It's Natalie Portman. That's how much I cared about Jane Foster. So yeah, they've made a big deal of getting Jane Foster in, and there's a they've got people, a lot of people guessing that it means that they're going to hand over the uh, the mantle of Thor to um, to the, uh, the the most recent comic run had Jane Foster as Thor because Thor became unworthy. Now I don't think they're going to do that. I think we're going to get better Ray Bill, and if they do that, that will be amazing. But yeah, there's a lot of potential there them to go either way and these six films will be the telling of whether or not we're going to end the dominance of comic book movies in the next two years or the next ten years because if they focus on the D if they focus like DC on trying to build a connected universe they'll kill it but if they just focus on telling good stories it will survive. Just focus on that. Now where it gets interesting is when we look at the Marvel TV side. Because Marvel TV's got some good stuff coming. And now that Disney Plus has done it, and now that I've watched The Mandalorian and seen what happens when television is given a movie level production, then I've got high hopes for some of these series as long as they Again, focus on telling the story of the series. Don't try and focus on telling a big universe. Some of these characters, some of these series could be good. So you've got Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be basically Battle for the Shield, who's going to come out of it as Captain America at the other side of the series. Uh, it's a good opportunity to put in some lower-level villains. 
So you got, I think they just did the Super Bowl trailer and it had US Agent in there and they're doing Zemo, which could lead to a Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolts uh, type deal. But it's, it's a good place to put some of these mid-tier villains that would not carry a full film. Uh, WandaVision, that feels like it's universe building series and a way to get Vision back into the universe. And now whether or not they use it to get other characters back in, mm, time over. <laughs> we'll wait and see that. I've got a personal theory about that and I'll record, I'll, I'll talk about that at another point because I'm going to make that a ramble on its own because that one will go on and on and on. Um, Loki, yeah, I'm not sure I want to see that series. I don't particularly care about Loki. I would like to see, so, I would like to see some more adventures of Loki, but I think, so I think he's kind of needs a thought to bounce against, and I don't think he's going to get it in that series because I don't think they've got that budget. The next one, however, I am intrigued by. It's going to be the animated one, which is the What If series. I have always said that they should do What If. They should do smaller What If films and just tell other stories based on the same film. The same as they did the uh, the mid the uh, oh what the hell did they call them? the little extra clip clips with Coulson and whatever and Thor living with his flatmate and all that bullshit between films. Uh, yeah, you could do a one hour what if on uh, what happened if Civil War if Cap hadn't stopped the damn things taking off uh, all that and that's what they seem to do good thing is it looks like it will get the um, the Marvel Zombies in there and I love the Marvel Zombies I've even got one of them tattooed on me so <laughs> well it's not really the Marvel Zombies it's it's Headpool I don't think he counts the Hawkeye TV series coming, and that's about all I have to say about that. Yeah, why not? Don't know what they could do, unless hmm, they could redo his origin. They could probably, um, probably, that's not a word. They could properly do his origin. They could go back, put him in his criminal role. And have Fury take him out of that. That would be a good series. Because then you get Hawkeye's origin. Without having to give him Hawkeye film. Because he's not interesting enough for a film. And you could even do it. I guess you could do it flashback style. And have him, have him being roped back into that life by it. Which they actually did a comic of. Yeah. Have him being. Well not forced to go back. To his criminal life by the other members of his gang. In order to stop his secrets coming out, that would possibly be interesting. That's more than I wanted to say on that. However, the last three are the ones that interest me. So, the first one is Miss Marvel, who is an inhuman character, one of the modern, one of the best characters they've added to the Marvel Universe in quite a long time. She-Hulk, who is one of the best characters in the Marvel Universe from stop. She's, the fact that she's... Um, the fact that they made sure that in all of her character arcs she retained her her entry level job, her, her lawyer 
personality to the point where even though she's the She-Hulk and likes being She-Hulk, so she doesn't change back into Jennifer Walters anymore, she retains a job as a lawyer at all points. She's also more Deadpool than Deadpool. She breaks the fourth wall more than Deadpool does and before Deadpool ever did and needs more credit for that. But the last, I'd be interested to see how they do it, and it's Moon Knight. Now, Moon Knight is one of those characters that started off as basically, basically a Batman ripoff. A bit, well, Batman, Spectre, a bit of a ripoff character, basically. But eventually, eventually they really fleshed out his, uh, his character. Went into psychology, mythology. Is he mad? Is he hearing multiple voices? Does the person that empower, does the god that empowers him even exist? Is he believe? Is he imagining? Is he imagining the things that he's doing? There was some really, really weird stuff in there, and to the point where at one point he was supposed to have multiple personalities, and that's a deep and dark angle for the superhero universe to do. So I'll be interested to see what they do there. Okay, so it's a good job I listened back to that because it turns out that the entire end of the podcast got garbled. That was basically my uh, rambling and incoherent answer to are superhero movies going to go away? There's a lot that I don't know. Like I said, boil it down. If they keep if they keep telling proper stories and just happen to interconnect them, then yes, uh, it will go away, but it'll last at least another decade. If they fall into the trap of trying to do what DC did and forcing connected universe to be more of a thing than individual stories, then we're looking at another three years tops. It, it will kill it to just focus on the, the universe and not the individual stories. But anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, I'm going to call it there. And... Thank God, if you've listened to this uh, this far through, you deserve a little mini medal. Tell you what, ten awesome points, they're yours. Um, Don't know what awesome points do, don't know why I'm giving them out, but now I am. If you want to get involved in the podcast, uh, that is possible. You can send me an email at hotelwafflepodcast at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm forward slash hotelwafflepodcast where you can either email or record a message for me to give me some topics to talk about. Please feel free to ask me anything and I will discuss it. I have also pre-recorded, because I'm doing this outro again after the fact, I have also pre-recorded an episode related to my opinions on one division and how i think that can be used to roll the marvel mutants uh, they uh, marvel mutants the the mutants into the marvel cinematic universe that will come out soon but i want to try and get another episode in between then but anyway i i'm i'm now starting to waffle as in the outro i need to stop this with that yeah bye